Hello everybody and welcome to another Nonsense Retrospective! We are your hosts, Devin and Rick. And before we get into what we're doing today, which you've probably seen on the thumbnail of Final Fantasy VIII, we'll start with our Trimon tradition of Nonsense Asinine Hypotheticals. I forgot to let you say hello. <laughs> Which is, which is a shame, because I had a great gag for today, but oh well. Well, go on then. No, no, it's it's, okay. it's ruined now. I, I ruined your gag by not letting you say hello. <laughs> mm. Oh well, it's fine. It's in the back pocket. Oh, well, Clementine will remember this and get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with the hypotheticals, do you have one for me? Nah, I didn't bother this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I, I remember I asked you once about to make a bullshit amalgamism of a weapon in the vein of a gunblade, but specifically for lightsabers. Um, hmm. Okay, here's one for you. You get to voice the main team of FFA. Okay. So no guest characters, just the main, I want to say the six and eight. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a main six plus, you know, Cypher, but you know. He doesn't, he's, a, he's a guest character, he doesn't count he's yep. not part of your party <laughs> otherwise you'd have to voice a deer and stuff as well yep <laughs> uh i'll give it might be a bit of a cop-out it always is with you dude <laughs> yeah it's, it's totally a cop-out because I, I probably can't remember that many great voice actors off the top of my head i, I might give now, here's, the, here's the thing do i know enough male voice actors troy baker matt the... mercer yeah yeah troy baker matt mercer <laughs> and crispin freeman but you know like they're all a bit older mm. um vic mignogna is probably the one that can do a young enough voice for someone like Zell. I don't know who that is. He's the one that got um, he got shit listed because of Me Too. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was Ed Elric. Uh, he was Mao in Disgaea Three. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, so he got shit canned because of Me Too? Did he what? What did he do? Did he do the horrible thing? Um, he got accused of it. Okay. And he backed down from defending himself when it went to court. So I don't know whether that means that he did or if he's just sick of fighting anymore. The problem is that the other person in that argument is someone I also like. So when you like someone on both sides, it's really difficult because you can't just default to the one that you support. And, and my ex- okay, I'm a fan of wrestling, Rick. Yeah. This happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. What you have to do is you have to go, I don't know who's correct here. So I'm Let's gonna go wa- to facts. I'm going to go ahead and not support either side and assume both parties are p- probably embellishing to a certain degree because everyone does. Let's be honest, that's just a fact. And I'm gonna wait until an, an official re- agree not agreement per se, but result has come out. Like sometimes people allege stuff and people just go, I'm sorry, and it's like, oh, so you did it and you're saying sorry because you got caught. But yep. then other times <laughs> it's like, no, I didn't do it because this, 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 and this, and then it goes to court, and then it's like, cool, it's in the court's hand now. I'm now not going to talk about that until someone a decision is reached you yep, know yep. it's a fucking it's it's not even a grey area it's just a fucked up area you know yeah yeah so I'll have Vic Mignogna Vic Mignogna for Zell I'll have Laura Bailey for Renoa because she can do the full gamut of cute to sexy and that's pretty much what Renoa tries to skirt the entire time while almost always falling on the side of cute I don't think I once uh, thought Renoa was sexy <laughs> okay she pretends to be sexy she tries to be sexy she does the wig she does a bit of wiggle hip and tries to entice Squall but all the while she's doing it while being really cute okay <laughs> uh, Squall I probably would give to Matt Mercer because oh you he's think he's ki- British <laughs> oh, he's the kind of guy that can carry the main story so I would give it to him mm, okay you know you don't have to use voice actors right oh I, I thought we were... <laughs> we 
you are. No, we're voicing them, but you don't have to. You're not limited to voice actors. Like okay, okay, okay. Um, Irvine. Irvine's a good Ooh. a good one because you. It's really hard to tell because I, I'll be honest with you. It's been a while since I played FF8. Yeah. And so he's got his um he's got his hat, so he looks like a cowboy. That's just it. You know he who- he looks like a cowboy, but he doesn't talk like one. Yeah. <laughs> And you know who else looks like cowboys? Australian people out in the outback. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna pick Hugh Jackman for Irvine. Uh. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, Jack Human. Um, either that, or we could go like, oh, oh my, oh my. This is a difficult one. So, man, this is me fumbling for a lot of time. It's I fine, apologize. man. It's it, it's a bit of a shit. It's not the question's good, but you need time for it. I'll admit. Yeah, the the question's good, but I need a bit more time for it. So. But we're- we're on retro. We have the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we can we can circle back to Irvine. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, selfie and Quistis. Selfie and Quistis. Um, selfie has to be someone really kind of derpy. Selfie is now voiced by the person who voices Lisa Simpson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know what? I'm I'm not against it. I'd actually so give Yard- I'd actually give her Pinkie Pie's voice. Yeah, Yardley Smith or. Um, was it Ashley Ball for Pinkie Pie? I couldn't tell you. I really I couldn't. I think it is. <laughs> now, Quistis. Quistis. Quistis is in a weird spot because they treat her like she's like 40, but she's only like 19. Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> Back when we first played it, um, Friends was still airing live, and we always thought oh, that Quistis looked like a teenage Lisa Kudrow with glasses on. I I can kind of see it, but I disagree strongly. <laughs> sure, because of how derpy Phoebe is. <laughs> I don't think she'd sound like Phoebe, though. No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, I might give her to Twilight Sparkle, um, uh, Tara Strong. Mm, I, I don't think I'd want the Twilight voice, although I do realise Tara Strong does have a more of a range than none. Oh, she's got an immense range yeah <laughs> so um, I feel you either that or uh, Grey Griffin Grey Delisle whatever you want to call her because she's she uses both names she uses both pseudonyms depending on I don't know who she, she is um, she's another one of those chameleon voices that you've probably heard mm. um, and probably don't remember <laughs> a very realistic possibility it's me I, I don't absorb acting credits as well as other people do yeah 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 also like I'll be honest with you if you're not if you're not known in North and you're not Troy Baker like I barely know any dude voice actors either that said I probably would give Irvine to to Nolan North he does he is a pretty good he's got a pretty good range except most of them is just Nolan North doing Nolan North Like one of my favourite things in Saints Row when he had the voice option, the, the vo- one of the voices yeah. was just known yeah, North, yeah, yeah. and he just went full <laughs> yeah, Deadpool with it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I, I mean, the best part is when you get saved from the alien spaceship. Spoiler for like a eight hundred year old game, um, where you, you get saved and you realise that I've forgotten everyone's name in that fucking game, but the tech expert has already saved Keith David. If you're voiced by Nolan oh, North, yeah. he just straight up says, "Wait, you saved him before me? Is it because he's more famous than me?" <laughs> yeah, Kinsey. <laughs> Kinsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a freak. Yeah, she is. <laughs> In a good safe way. Word is tea- a safe word is teacup. And uh, she, st- she starts the romance scene by punching you in the face as a send-up of Mass Effect romance scenes where you just go, hey, want a bang? And they just all do, apart from Keith David, because um, your player character respects him too much and just wants him to sign your copy of his book. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
which is great. Sorry. Um, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> Saints, Saints Row, uh, Saints Row um, diversion aside, I think that's it. Yeah, so we got Squall as um, Matt Mercer, Renoa as... Um, oh, shit. Laura Bailey. Yep, Laura Bailey. Zell was Vic Mignogna. Selfie was... Chameleon think, name. Ashley Ball. I think it was Ashley Ball. Oh, right, yeah, we switched to Pinkie Pie, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Quistus was um, Grey Delisle, and Irvine was Nolan North. Yeah, that's so six voice actors that are relatively cheap. <laughs> not cheap, but good. Oh, you, you know, you, you know what I mean, though. In that, like, you know, what you're getting, and you're not going to break the bank because they're not. And I'm using air quotes. Celebrities. Okay, yeah, well, they're not. Um, they're not traditional film actors, which is what a lot of pe- people do when they're trying to cast for something. They'll get a film actor to do a voice role. Like the the most egregious one is the Mario movie that they're doing. I think that's a real oh, fucking yeah. dick move by Ninty. And I don't. I say Ninty, it's not even Ninty's decision. They've paid a company to make a movie and they've gone, this is what we're going to do because this is going to sell tickets. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Feel, I feel slightly he... bad for Chris Pratt because it's not even that dude's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. And he's getting the he's getting the shit for it. It's always the same. I mean, the voice actors get shit on when it's not even their fucking fault. He's just make, he's making a living, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like he's the one that's ousting... Um, is it Chris Martinet or Charles Martinet? I can't remember his name. He played Mario a... and he played Parthenax. They're his two roles I know him for. Yeah, and he's he plays all the other Mario like so Wario, Luigi, and Waluigi. Nintendo has milked this man for a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they finally do a Mario movie and they don't even let him voice him, like for fuck's sake. Another fun one, before he was attached to Wario, apparently Wario was meant to be German. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, the one that I've got for you is if you came into infinity money or won the lottery or just somehow discovered a pot of gold or whatever, what would you not change about the way that you live? Um what would I not change? Yeah. Ah, boy, that's a, that's really depressing. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I I'd change literally everything. Okay. Like um, there's nothing about my living scenario that I'm comfortable with entirely. You know. Oh boy. Well, you asked a fucking question. You should have known it was a possibility. Just because I don't normally yeah, talk about it, this shit doesn't mean it ain't in there. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I guess you still you still have a beard, maybe. I'd get rid of that shit. Would no, you? No, <laughs> I'd, I'd get implants so I could have a black beard. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like Wayne Rooney scalp implants for. For your chin. <laughs> no, I'd fund something so like it wouldn't be associated with a footballer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd do everything would change. Yeah. I'd still play enough. video games. That's probably about it. Yeah. Still playing video games. I'd still, still do time for video games. I'd still do this podcast, except it, it might be a bit more successful because I'd pump money into it instead of trying to do it on the cheap. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't mean to agree so rapidly, but it was you know I'm I'm following the formula, you know. Mm. Rick, why you got to pick at such a depressingly realistic, uh, real question as opposed to like let's voice these video game characters what wouldn't you change about yourself <laughs> yeah we're tell today we're talking about final fantasy 8 and i think the first thing the big elephant in the room is the battle system well i said to rick about two days after the last podcast when i was rearranging the schedule because some technical mishaps happened i went oh ff8 is on the is what we're doing for retro next week man how long is that of that podcast is going to be us bitching about the junction system uh yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we get getting it out of the way straight away as far as as, as, as much as I can um, you've got a mix of it's kind of a mix of 6 and 7 where you, you level up your summons like you do in 6 and in 7 you attach materia but this time you attach your magic to your stats you can attach any number of your summons to a party member 
um, and you can that's with junction and you can junction magic to your stats the magic is consumable so the more that you cast the weaker you get and it's one of these things that sounds really good in theory but the execution was like nobody played it <laughs> nobody play tested it <laughs> I listen surface level the junction system looks fun and it's awesome and I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you I never actually went that in depth in the junctioning to stats because I like to use the big dick magical spells so yeah, all of my yeah. stats were junctioned to like fire and blizzard and it's just like yeah, cool, cool you don't get much of a stat boost but boy is it really fun to pop seven ultimas in one fight yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always put ultima on my elemental defense because it made you pretty much immune to everything it was great fair enough man <laughs> Uh, I never really played FF8 to the extent that I broke it. I, I never went yeah. in-depth. in. The, I was always very surface level when it came to mechanics because that was the most fun you could have of it, to be honest. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the, the, uh, the way you used to obtain magic in this game was fucking weird. Yeah, you can leech things from enemies with the draw command, which is based on your magic stat. and Or you can get it from wellsprings, which just are around the world, but there's not many of those and they don't recharge very quick. No. But like, you could have a bunch of... Uh, uh, blizzards and waters pretty much before the first dungeon if you've spent the time doing it. But then, Rick... And it wasn't even much of a dungeon. But then, Rick, mm. you'd level up a little bit. And what happens when you level up in this game? Yeah, the enemies level with you! <laughs> Which, again, isn't the worst thing in the world, but for power gamers and speedrunners, it means that levelling is the antichrist. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could just run away as well. Well, there is that. Like, I think the only fights you have to do are boss fights. Yeah, and boss fights give zero experience. Mm-hmm. Which is a thing Which they kept means, up yeah. in FF9. Yeah, it makes it absolutely possible and really, as we say, recommended to do a level one run. It's not recommended at all. (laughs) Where's the fun in that? I mean, it makes later things more harder and you have to work more to, you know, junction and work around it. But that's part of the fun, right? Yeah, fair enough. I I, I get where you're coming from. I get people want a a smoother ride, as it were, but I quite like... I don't know, I've always... I played it the same way I played FF7 and FF9 and that is like a FF game. Yeah, Um, but... uh, the only other RPG I'd played before this was Pokemon. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was playing it, I was like, oh, more levels equals gooder. <laughs> I mean, this More is gooder. traditionally this is true. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Dude, another and, way they uh, played with this in in other games of the series is um, they used to have level X death. So yeah. um, for some boss fights, if you were a level that was a multiple of five, you'd have to well, you, you were fucked. You had to go off and level up one level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had level three, four, and five things. Mm. I think there was even level two old in FF five. I wouldn't know. Yeah, it was it was dumb. Like all it did was turn your hair white, as far as I'm aware. I think it made your um, your physical stats lower and your mental stats higher. That makes no because sense. old people are more wise. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> Being old does not automatically give you a stat buff. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope, nope. All it does is make your bones creak. Well, even then, it don't necessarily do that, you know? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, age is... This is going to sound... The saying of age is just a number is kind of correct in that sense. In the sense of your body. Your body doesn't automatically achieve things just by getting old. That's, yeah, it's not like it's not like a ratchet and once it goes over the over the thing, it just is in the next permanent state. Yeah. Apart from the obvious one, like puberty. Yeah, but that's not a buff. That's like a fucking... That's like evolution. <laughs> yeah, it's like, pu- it's like puberty and menopause and that's about it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm not getting a menopause, not as far as I'm aware. I fucking hope not, man. Ha 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 ha.
<laughs> but yeah, FF8 is a new world with new faces. It's more modern industrial. It has trains, lots of different cities. The cities that matter as well, not just Midgar. Uh, there's a fishing village with a real laid-back theme tune. And a rival that has a personality that isn't just I am Jaws. It's really interesting because the rival in this game isn't isn't an outright villain. N- not to start with. Like, I think to start with, they're actually the disciplinary committee. Yeah, but, but this- it's one of those of... It, it's, it might be a subtle dig at uh, Absolute Power Corrupts, absolutely. Yeah, but they, they are still, like, they're basically Team Rocket, and it's funny. <laughs> Well, like, like there's, there's, there's a real curve with Cipher's story arc because he start, it starts off you're on not quite equal level, level. He's slightly better than you. Yeah. And but the reason he's slightly better than you is because he's more ruthless than you are. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And as the game progresses, he goes down a bit of a spiral as you overtake him. Yeah, and yeah. as you overtake him, he can't handle that because he's got his own dreams. His dreams being—I don't think he outright says it, but it's kind of implied frequently. He wants to be a knight. He wants to be like yeah. the knights wa- from the stories that he's re- he read as a child, basically. Yeah, he wants to be a sorceress's knight because he's a massive tuny. <laughs> massive tuny. <laughs> yeah, tunibio. He's got delusions. Delusions of grandeur. And... I've never heard that word before. That's why I was asking. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is where we can touch on our previous experience, which I think we've already like kind of gone through a little bit. This is the first Final Fantasy I ever played. Uh, I bought it on PC, and the CD-ROM was actually the only way to play the Eyes on Me song out of the game at the time, because this was a little bit before Kazaa, where you could just get any song that you wanted <laughs> immediately. Well, yeah, but, you uh, get any song you wanted, along with a dozen viruses. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, th- what's this What's this song title .exe? I wonder if that's going to play the song. Oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, did did you play all three PlayStation 1s in order or Oh fuck no, I started with 9. Oh yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. I started with 9. I got FF8 from a charity shop. Okay. For about 3 quid. And this was when FF this yeah, I played FF8 after FF10. All right. So, I was well late to the party on FF8. And then, and then as as, as as I've said before, I I never even finished 7. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, with uh, at least having played 10, at least you knew what Square's weird decisions sometimes did. To Final no. Fantasy. So, no. So the Sphere Grid was not the standard level up routine that you were used to with 9, which is pretty much the closest to a traditional RPG as you, as you could have gotten. 9 was the weirdest, but we'll get into that on another episode. Well, it wasn't weird. It was actually quite normal compared to 8 and 10, but it was it was weird yeah. in a certain dynamic. And again, I'll, we'll get into depth on that on another day. But with <laughs> I, I had no idea FF8 had this weird shit. I, I, yeah, the first no. time I played FF8, I didn't know how the junction system really worked. I was kind Kind of bullshitting it and hoped it worked. Yeah, just make all the all the GS hug squall and just have him win. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all the magic ones to hug Renoa. <laughs> I didn't have Renoa in my party. I didn't like her at all as a child, and I still don't really care for her. Fair. I... <laughs> That's the thing. What was your normal go-to party? Uh, Squall, Zell, Quistis. Okay. Mine was normally Squall, Irvine, and then either Quistis or Renoa. I really liked Zell as a child. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a lot of people's favourites when they were younger. Yeah. It helps that he's strong as well. I, but, I, I uh... didn't care. He had a weird tattoo on his face. He was cool. <laughs> he did it before Tyson. That was yeah. That was Zell. I thought it was. I thought we were talking about. Irvine. No, I was talking about Zell because my party was Squall, Zell, Quisis. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zell strong, Irvine strong, Squall strong. I think those are actually the best three. I remember getting very annoyed at Irvine because of his character defining moment. Yeah, or he chokes. <laughs> but it's, uh, he, he, like, I believe the bullshit is the thing because he was so 
so confident, like, I never miss, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, this will be fucking easy. Good day's work. Although there are two discs after this. Wait, yeah. two discs? One? <laughs> FF7, uh, three, FF, three discs. yeah, FF8 was the one with three discs, right? FF8 had four discs. So it was four discs, so there would have been two more discs, because I swear you do the AD assassination at the end of disc two. I think it's the end of disc one. Is it? Yeah. It's been a while, man. Um, I, I could have sworn it was at the end of disc two and you start disc three. At... No, no, it can't be, because disc three we do a lot of past shit. Ignore me. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's always a lot of past shit. We're going to talk about the cheese dream party members in a bit. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about the party members in general. Squall's a mopey teen. He's been thrust into leadership. Boy, if you it. thought Cloud had ellipses. Yeah. <laughs> Kids think he's cool, at least. And he's a very, very introspective guy. The player gets to read his thoughts, and he's actually very thoughtful, if a little bitter, and more than a little terrified of his leadership role. Mm. Uh, yeah, other characters see him as a man of few words, and most of these words are whatever. Followed quickly oh, yeah, by ellipses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, dot, dot, dot. And yeah, he's got a gunblade, and gunblades are cool, even if they're stupid. Gunblades are cool <laughs> and stupid, and even in universe they're like, oh wow, you can use a gunblade. Those things are hard to use. Yeah, not only are they hard to use, they're kind of basically a relic of the past. Here's a fun one. And, uh, My mm-hmm. first two playthroughs of FFA, I completely missed a tutorial that said press R1 when you attack. Oh yeah, you can literally press a trigger on your controller to make him shoot his trigger while he sh- while he attacks something and do a little bit more damage. It's great. But the the <laughs> fact that I played this game twice without realising that was a thing shows it really doesn't matter. But it's a nice more. touch. <laughs> Uh, Rinoa is the love interest. She's the love interest who is a love interest. Can we talk about her weapon, though? Yeah, she's got a, like, a boomerang launcher on her arm. More importantly. And she's got a dog named Angelo, and her (laughs) basic limit break is to load her dog onto the arm-mounted boomerang launcher and shoot the dog at her enemies. Do you know what it reminds me of? There's a a Mitchell and Webb Webb sketch where um, Webb goes, I've cracked it. I've finally found the solution to the doorbell. What you do is you lug a little cannon around with you and you put a dog inside it's got a little note attached to its thing and you shoot it out the window and it goes through the window (laughs) and then they pick up the note and then they know who it is before they even have to open the door (laughs) <laughs> it's a really funny sketch. It's much funnier when you watch it because there's some great visual gags to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess this was before the invention of the text message. <laughs> I, no, text would have existed by then. It, d- trust me, it, the, it's the absurdity of the situation that makes the sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got Tifa's long black hair. She's got Ares's hot-blooded, playful tease nature and the magic-leaning focus. She's the closest thing we have to a princess. Um, she's got a little rebellion and her little rebellion rebels call her princess because she's a bit of a rich kid. She hires the other heroes to capture the president, but doesn't plan very much further than that, and then she sticks with them. She's like... After a few... <laughs> she is like 18, right? Maybe younger? Yeah, she's she's the same age as ever. I think she's 17. Like, I think Quistis is 18. Irvine might be 18 as well, but I, everyone else is like 17. I think Quistis is meant to be 19 because of her teaching bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine there is more... That. I imagine there's more of a gap than one year between her and Squall, because Squall acts really fucking weird about it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But then again, when I played this, a one-year gap was a big deal. You, like you keep talking, I'm googling ages. Like I was, I was 15, and if you tried to go out with a 16-year-old, they're like, "Nah, you're a kid." And if you tried to go out with a 14-year-old, you're like, "Nah, you're a pedo." So yeah, a year was a big deal when I was 15. I guess. Wow, the Gomer FF8. Every main character's age, height, and birthday. Oh boy. The fuck is yeah? This? I know Cypher's got my birthday. <laughs> Weird. All right, let's see. <laughs> School is 17. Yep. Renoa is also 17. Yep. Zell 
is also 17. Yep. Selfie is also 17. Yep. Quistis is 18. Bullshit, yep. but okay. <laughs> Irvine is also 17. Fuck me, they're all just 17. Cypher is 18. Okay. So Cypher's the same age as Quistis, apparently. Oh, God. Yeah. Look at the awful glow on my face when my phone is out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, it helps. become the. the it's Fact Master time. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone on a fact hunt. <laughs> Sorry, I was very silent while pulling a face just there. I can't wait for you to see it. It was quite grotesque. Um, yeah. Sid yeah, is, saw, uh, is 40. The, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yes. Adele has no listed birthday, age, or height because Adele... Man, Adele sucked, but we'll talk about that later. She's like fucking 15 feet tall. Is he? Yeah, sorceress adult. She's like 15 feet tall. Uh, She's colossal anyway. Adele has no listed birthday, age, or height, which adds to the mystery of her origins. I generally thought Adele was a dude, not gonna lie. Yeah, she looks like a dude. Apparently only women can be sorceresses. Or, like, we're going to interchange sorceress and witch going forward because they use the term sorceress, <clears throat> but in, in Japanese they say witch and it gives you a lot more grounding into why they were persecuted. Because, you know, as an English speaker, and I'm going to have to apologise for being a native English speaker, the word witch hits a lot harder than sorcerer or wizard. Well, here's the thing though, right? Maybe secretly, 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 FF8 was way ahead of its time and Adele was a bloke, but just passing as a female. And therefore... <laughs> uh, was allowed the yeah. magical powers of a sorcerer slash witch. <laughs> Just identified as a female. Yeah, I um, yeah. I have an in, I have an inner soul that resonates with. Give me that power, <laughs> man. You know for a fact if Kuja could have unlimited power, but the condition was yet to say he was a she. He'd be like, yeah, okay. He already dresses like one. Rude, but okay. Kuja does not dress like a girl. What are you on about? He's got damn hips, and he's got the he's got a bra. <laughs> the bra's made of his hair. The only is time it? the I only was... the only time he has a bra is when he's in trance, and that's it's the glows the same color as his hair. So, okay. it's, so it's kind of like was... fur because he's a monkey man. Boy, that could be bad, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he had the black thing on on across his across his chest to like. I'm gonna now look up a picture of fucking Kuja because I I kind of remember what you mean, but it felt more like a robe than a bra. Yeah, he's got the robe around the back, he's got the bra around the front, and he's got his belly out. Yeah, but that's because fucking. If I type in Kuja, it says, "Do you mean Kuja Riek Hounslow?" Which is apparently <laughs> a, which is apparently a place in where is that? Where is that? Oh, it's a it's a Polish shop in Hounslow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Man, this episode's got a lot of fucking sidetrack googling. It's not a, a it's, it's not a bra, it's like a jacket thing. Okay. Yeah. The funny thing oh. is if I was in my room I could just look at my fucking FF9 figure and just look. It's yeah, it's not a bra, it's like a, a, a yeah, cool. Look at my phone. It glows in the light and you can't see anything. <laughs> Because the camera can't fucking read that. But yeah, it's uh, it's like a half jacket thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it connects because it's got buttons. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Man, what a fucking tangent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Renoa becomes a sorceress at some point, but that's, you know, <laughs> that happens later on. Uh, Zell is your first par- permanent party member. He's got a face tattoo. He's even more hot-blooded. He's perpetually smiling. He's a brawler. He's got his anime wrestling moves. And even if he's not super smart, he's at least remembers enough fact to tell people things early th- early on. I, as a person, didn't find him too interesting, but he's very strong in game. Well, thanks to... a- again, I didn't find him interesting, but as a child, I was like, "This guy's awesome." Mm, mm. As an adult, I'm like, yeah. "Wow, this guy's a fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> His limit breaks have got like little fighting game inputs, and the fun one is even if you put one in that you know before you learn it, you can still do it. That's fucked. As long as you know that that's one of the ones that you could have selected at that point. I Some didn't of know them that. end is limit break. Yeah, because you, you like got like beat rush and something else. So you can go like left right left and up down up or whatever and those always combo into each other and then you got one that's a, a finisher that ends the limit break doesn't he have a suplex I think he does like he's got all 
all the ones that um, I think Sabin had. In fact, he's very similar to Sabin. He's a bl he's a blonde martial artist with a bunch of um, video game input um, super moves. I mean, shit, I know who and... Sabin is because of Difafu. I never used yeah. him in that either. <laughs> Isn't he the one? Isn't he the motherfucker who suplexed a train? Yeah, he is. Right, 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 right. Man, I'd love it if real life wrestlers could do that shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> Selfie's a cute one. She's a transfer student from Trabia Garden. Uh, the other, the others from Balam Garden, and she likes trains. And she's a bit derpy. She has a pretty dark sense of humor if you dig deep enough. And she uses giant, oversized, two-handed nunchucks. I, I, I like to think that the nunchucks are not oversized. She's just that small. <laughs> I mean, she is. She's actually the smallest party. <laughs> and you know she's small because when they put her in Kingdom Hearts, they went, nah, fuck this, this is silly, and they turned her into a child. Where she uses normal-sized nunchuckers. <laughs> I think the only reason they're oversized is because limitations on the PS1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be able to see them. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, her uh, her limit break is like gambler style slot reels, but other than that, she's set up to be a pretty decent white mage. I'd have probably have enjoyed her blood knight tendencies a lot more if I paid attention when I was fifteen, but I didn't <laughs> because I thought the other characters were better. <laughs> Selfie feels and... like a real like, like they, they always do this thing in Final Fantasy games where you get your first party and you're always like, okay, as soon as I get a new party member, this is the character that's getting dropped. <laughs> yeah, and it's Selfie. <laughs> it tends to be Selfie and Eight. Uh, not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and um, her response to Renoa kidnapping the president is, uh, why not just blow him up with a rocket launcher? Because we need to send a message. we got to send him out in tiny little pieces because we're terrorists. Yeah. Quistis is your instructor until she gets fired because of Cypher and joins your squad as an equal. Hey, man, to be She's... fair, she tried to fuck school and that's a no-no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's only a year older, so it kind of fits. Yeah, yeah, and... but I'm a teacher-student. No, you wait until he stops being a student and then maybe, but even then it's questionable. I mean, there's another reason for that as well. It's uh, coming up in a couple of seconds. She's possibly the main waifu of eight due to the teacher vibe, the glasses and the whip. And she also learns blue magic by ostensibly eating monster parts. She gives up on crushing on Squall when she realizes her affection is sisterly and not romantic. Yeah, but Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Japan. Yeah, Japan were... likes to really blur that line. Yeah. Everyone apart from Irvine. Oh no, even Irvine was. Everyone apart from Renoa was raised in the same. Um... Ah, you fuck. <laughs> they were raised in the same orphanage. Yeah, and like they bring up the like at the even as a kid, I'm like that's bullshit and dumb and stupid and lazy writing. And as an adult, I'm doubling down on it. Where the reason why they didn't recognize Irvine is because. Because using the GFs and the junctions gives you amnesia, apparently. Yeah, it eats the part of your brain. It, it uses the part of your brain and consumes its functions that give you long-term memories. However, there is some consistency here because this is why you get the connection to the flashback gang. Yup, yup. <laughs> But but the thing that's even more baffling is how I I remember when they confronted him about it in game and Irvine just went eh, I just didn't feel eh, eh, you guys didn't recognize me so I just thought I wouldn't say anything it's pretty much Irvine's excuse because in his garden they don't use that shit yeah Irvine is from Galbadia Garden which is Galbadia is the the opposing military nation but the gardens are neutral they just happen to be in the places that they are yeah um he tries to act cool but he cracks under pressure he snipes with a shotgun somehow. Don't get me started. <laughs> The greatest, I, I, the, the most efficient sniper in the world still used a fucking rifle. Yeah, yeah. I've got in my notes, what a lad. What a lad. 
I'll be honest, yeah, if you can to... snipe with a fucking shotgun, then fucking good luck to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was hired to kill Idea before she became even more of a threat, and he would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for a pesky plot armor. Now, to be fair, he did take the shot. He, he did hit his target. I'm still mad. Yeah, she put a massive barrier up, and it was if it weren't for that barrier, it would have gone right in her face. Now, they they make that very obvious with the fucking really nice for the time cutscene. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to bring it up now because we've kind of touched on it. This game has been retroactively ruined for me. Oh. Because of one thing and one thing only. Oh. Have you heard of the school is dead theory? Yeah, the creator likes it. And that sucks. Yeah. It ruins yeah. everything post deer. It does. But by the same token, like other people react to things that he does. So like and he learns things that he couldn't he couldn't possibly have imagined. And so that's the thing. If you are trapped in your own brain, then the only thing the people in your brain can do are things that you know and things that you can imagine them doing. But Rick, this is a magical sci-fi game. Yeah. <laughs> Real world rules don't apply. I just, li- listen, any, go nuts with theories and stuff. But this theory, when I first read it, I was like, I must have been in like college. And I was like, oh, this looks funny. This might, well, not funny. This looks interesting. Let's see what this is. It was like a 10 page fucking conspiracy theory. And yeah, I yeah. read through the whole thing and I went, that makes a lot of sense. And now that game sucks. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And now I don't like it. So I've heard of the theory. I've chosen not to read too far into it because I've seen other X is dead theories and, you know, some of them make sense, but none of them are nice reading. Okay, here's the thing. One of the easy go-to theories for anything is, is so-and-so really dead? Is so-and-so blank? Is this really limbo? Is this really hell? That sort of shit. It's low-hanging fruit. It's very easy. People used to do it all the time for carto- for kids' cartoons. Like, I remember there's a really big Rugrats one at one point. It's like, oh, all the babies are actually dead and all the parents are going through post-blah-blah depression. Like, Tommy has no hair because he was actually he was actually stillborn and uh, Chuck, uh, Chucky's dad is so nervous because Chucky died in the bathtub and he's nervous about everything and Phil and Lil it, it, it was just lazy yeah also yeah, it's Rugrats yeah. that show was fucking surreal enough anyway yeah it was <laughs> and then an- another one I remember reading was Ed Ed and Andy is secretly limbo and it's just like no it fucking isn't it's a dumb show about dumb kids being dumb yeah yeah <laughs> it, it reminds me of that thing of that fucking joke of like um, English teachers like oh as you can see the chair in this scene was green because it's secretly showing that he's envious of so-and-so getting blah blah and you cut to the author. No, I said the chair was green because the chair was fucking green. Yeah, the curtain <laughs> was fucking blue. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where I get it, I get it, I get it. You're trying to teach people to be to try and see things in literature that the author may intend to imply. However, sometimes the, bl- the chair is just blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to describe the scene, otherwise you're in a blank featureless room and who the fuck, you know, you can't really read that and enjoy it too much. Yeah, the features were nondescript. There was a chair. There was a window. The window was on that side, but that just so happened to be the side of the hospital that they were on. It's the, oh yes, they were in a hospital. It's the west-facing window, and the sun is rising. Wait, he's setting. <laughs> I don't know. The sun is rising in the in the north. <laughs> Gondor calls for aid. There are six moons. Go. But yeah, now we have the cheese dream party members. They the first cheese dream I think is on a train. Yes. And I don't know if they have another one before disc two. I but, think uh, you get maybe two during disc one, but they're both set at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laguna is a Galbardian soldier at the time of the shared cheese dreams. He's implied with the subtlety of a sledgehammer to be Squall's father. He's basically the leader of his own cipher gang, but. 
you know, more heroic. He drops in, he is a large ham, he messes something up along the way, and he's nothing but a bother to his two squad mates who are dearly loyal to him, more than to their country. Uh, he's the man with the machine gun, if you've ever heard the tune. Best fucking track in the game. <laughs> Fight me. Uh, he has the mutual hots for Noah's mother, and despite his buffoonery, he ends up as president of Esthar, which is the most technologically advanced city on the planet. Yeah, it's like FFH's equivalent to Rokonda. Yeah. <laughs> And um, do you know how he becomes the president? It's been a while, man, no. By sealing away Sorceress Adel in the past. Oh, uh, okay. And he does that without being in the cheese dream where he's got all the junction abilities. Yeah, because you don't get to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you did, then you'd know about Sorceress Adel. Mm-hmm. And that would be bad for that would be bad for the um, the dramatic tension. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you've got Kiros and Ward. They're, they're the Laguna gang. Ward doesn't speak. Kiros translates for him. He snarks at Laguna to make sure he's a, he knows he's a buffoon, but w- both would follow him to hell and back. Doesn't um, the- Ward speak in the first couple of flashbacks, although very minimally? Because I swear, it's when they do the prison shit where it's like, oh, his throat got cut or some stupid shit, or his tongue got cut out. It's, it's possible. It also might have been Kiros telling, Kiros translating for him. I don't think so. I, f- I distinctly uh, remember them making a point of Laguna meeting back up with them, talking, and, and him, the, uh, the, 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 the skinny guy with the daggers. Does he have daggers? I swear he has daggers. Yeah, he's got katars. Oh, same fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Punch uh, daggers. And he straight up just says, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he can't talk no more. Yeah, yeah. I think, apparently, when I looked on TV Tropes, apparently the French manual says that Ward isn't mute, but he's chosen not to speak after a certain event. Weird, but okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it's also, weird. it's also on TV Tropes. Wouldn't take it to, uh, literally, that could just be someone chatting shit. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. Or even a mistranslation <laughs> for the French fucking manual. Or they were trying to skirt around, yeah, this is a, um, a debilitating injury that, like, slashed his <clears throat> voice box. Mm. The first cheese dream in disc two the first one after you know squall gets stabbed by an ice spear <coughs> and is dying is yeah is um <laughs> him controlling laguna and whoever else controlling kiros kiros visits laguna he's recovering at squall's mother's house oh la la ward is absent but zell has that cheese dream instead and the oh Lord, yeah because yeah. you're, you're all captured in prison at that point aren't well yeah because you're recovering from the ice spike everyone's been put in jail cells haven't they yeah everyone's in jail for trying to assassinate the sorceress after the sorceress has already assassinated the president mm. and she's just taken control of Galbadia and you know Cypher shows up as an actual villain for the first time there because he's already been he's not been expelled but he just leaves of his own accord because he thinks they might they might as well have expelled him and he joins up with Idea to be her knight yeah Cypher's got and, issues man yeah <laughs> but yeah we'll move on to the baddies we got Cypher he's we finally get to the Gary Oak of child soldiers he's got the Cypher gang to tell the whole sell the whole bully aspect he uses a gun blade just like Squall but he wants he uses, he uses one just because of Laguna, and he even uses Laguna's stance that he used in a propaganda video that he had to film. Wow, okay. I wasn't quite <laughs> aware of that, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's how much of a nerd he is. <laughs> So he's not he's hes not just a bully, he's one of those bullies who's a secret nerd and just bullying other people who like the shit he likes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a prick. Uh, I always did like Cypher's gunblade design. Yeah, it's nice. It, with a little hook on the bottom. It's like, it's kind of a handguard. Like, if you duel with it, then that hook sends the blade off rather than being a full handguard. I think it looks cool. It, it looks good. It looks very good. It looks sleek. And it matches his coat. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and this was at a time when coats were kind of coming into a resurgence. It was just before the Matrix and a, a big long white coat was cool and a coat is a cool um, co- um, midpoint between clothes and a cape <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he swears loyalty to Idea pretty early on after failing the seed exam for being Bakugo. Hey, to be fair, Idea's kind of milfy. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, he was put. He was put in charge of the squad that Squall was in, and before you get, just before you get selfie, Cipher's like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Bye. <laughs> I yeah, because you have to rescue selfie on the climb to that tower, don't you? Yeah, she just kind of slides down some rocks mm. and does a silly me gesture to her head and sticks her tongue out <laughs> and delivers a message. My favorite thing um, about having Cipher in the party is very uh, after like the first encounter, Cipher stops the group because you're you, you're you're actually following orders. You're like, um, you got told Cipher's in charge you do what he says so squall actually does what cypher says yeah and cypher stops the group and says hey listen during enemy encounters the person who gets the last hit gets a boost to exp so let me get the last <laughs> hit every single time yep yeah yeah <laughs> And that's how the game teaches you how to do that. Yeah, stupid, isn't it? Cypher being um, an ass biscuit. I think he also never learns Selfie's name and just calls a messenger girl the entire time. Possibly. <laughs> um, he's sentenced to death for things that were Rinoa's fault, but it crops up at uh, he crop finally crops up at the end as the side of Sorceress Adol later. And you know, in both of these cases, he's basically on only serving any Sorceress TM, and that Sorceress is always Ultimicia after after a fashion. Mm. Um, when you get into that fight, that final fight, he bisects Odin. And that's how you get Gilgamesh. But, yeah. <laughs> he gets his ass kicked by Gilgamesh a few seconds later when Gilgamesh picks up Odin's sword. <laughs> hey, to be fair, though, that's pretty fucking impressive. It was. It was a good cinematic way of doing that. Yeah. Also, it, it, it kind of really helps you out because Odin's pretty useless in boss fights. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't work in boss fights. He just never comes. Yeah, if I recall um, correctly, that that's an auto-trigger, isn't it? They automatically have you uh, Odin summoned during the beginning of the fight because why else would you summon it during a fucking boss fight? You can't summon him. Um, he sometimes sh- he's an RNG chance to show up at the beginning uh, of the fight okay. and just win it for you. I- I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I played Ape Man. Yep, yep. Whereas Gilgamesh can show up any point during any fight. Yes. But then he roulettes as to what he does. Here's he a Scalapur! Yeah, a Scalapur, a Scalapur, Zentetsuken, or I don't know, I don't know, Zanmato or something? I don't know. I forgot what the fourth one is. Probably Masamune. <laughs> it might be Masamune. I don't know. There's four anyway. One for uh, each Raijin arm. Of- <laughs> Raijin and Fujin are the Cypher gang. Raijin says stuff that ends with yo and generally agrees with Cypher. I agree with Cypher, yo. And Fujin talks in single capital letter words, which in the Japanese version is a single kanji, until just before the final fight with Cypher when they try and talk him down, try and bring him back from the edge of the dark side, and that's when she uses full sentences. And it's really cute. I, um, and... I've had the hots for Fujin ever since I saw some fan art of her with a fucking massive six pack. <laughs> yeah. Which makes no <laughs> sense because she's got such a live frame. Yeah, and her weapon is like a freaking boomerang that she throws rather than launches. It's a giant, uh, like, ninja star. Oh, uh, yeah, ninja star chakram. It's, it's a circle, yeah. And um, he goes on without them, but they're still there for him when the credits come, mm. which is useful. <laughs> I'll be honest because with you, after this... one of the good decisions, or best decisions they did in in Kingdom Hearts was turn mm-hmm. Cypher, Fujin, and Raijin into teenagers. Like, young yeah. teenagers, though, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go straight into the... Yeah! Well, Cypher's Cy- Cy- still... <laughs> still Cypher, but Raijin makes perfect sense, and Fujin's being even more adorable, because now she's a small little chibi creature. Yeah, and she can just shout, Agree! <laughs> or something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> that you you beat Cypher's 
Arse and Cypher's like, nah, that, no fair, that was cheating. And Fujin steps in and goes, foul. That's it. <laughs> or something to that effect. It's been, it's been a while since I played Kingdom Hearts, even. <laughs> Man, I've, I've, I've still never played Kingdom Hearts, so... <laughs> All I can do is look wistfully at other people's fun experiences with it, especially when they used to have Final Fantasy things happening. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, there's <laughs> none of that. There might have been some of it in the DLC, I don't know, I never went for the DLC. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> Idea is like a 48-year-old goth princess Leia. She... I think you actually found her um, actual age, but uh, no. she's in her 40s anyway. No, her, her age isn't listed, but it's safe to assume she's in her 40s, because Sid is 40. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's a goth princess Leia. She takes control of Galbadia's military while under Ultimecia's control. She's married to Sid, she's the matron of the orphanage where the child soldiers grew up, and after beating her twice, Ultimecia loses interest and releases control. And she has a face turn that lasts the rest of the story, and she goes back to her real personality. Yeah, and she just chills on this island, and you can visit her whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you can play cards with her as well. She is annoyingly good at cards. <laughs> yeah, she is. And uh, she's got the Sid card, and Sid has got the Adia card. It's kind of cute. And you, can, and you can only fight both of them after she's had the face turn. Can I talk to you about Triple Triad? You can. This game's Triple Triad system is great, but it is. the thing I want to dwell on is, okay, the best cards in the game are of the main party, like Squall, Creestus, Self... Well, they're top tier at the very least, I'm, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're, they're even better than fucking GFs. And, yeah, um, main party and GFs tend to be good, yeah. And can you imagine playing against some random fucking scrub with your deck of cards that just have got your face printed on them, and it's got the best, <laughs> and it's got the, and it's got the best stats, and you cut yeah, whip yeah. their ass, and they're like, "That's not a real card. You fucking printed that yourself, motherfucker." Yeah, you go to a world tournament, and your deck is entirely you and your mates. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you see, I got the, they got the best stats because they're the best warriors in the whole world. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Alternatively, they'll be awestruck. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like I'm fighting the literal blue eyes white dragon <laughs> uh, Adel is basically the result of the developers wanting a big climactic one winged <coughs> angel sorcerer fight at the end of disc 3 same as when you fought the final Sephiroth in FF7 and then going bigger and better by having disc 4 but Idea has already had a face turn so they bring in Adel for Ultimecia to use Cypher keeps on simping and she's massive muscular and manly one of the and things has... I'll give Final Fantasy Square and Final Fantasy some shit for, mm-hmm. they always like to do this where you beat the final boss of the game and it's the boss you've been fighting since like episode one and then from out of yeah. fucking nowhere, oh, here's this big eldritch horror from beyond the stars that you didn't know existed and it's actually an additional problem. FF9 is the most egregious in my opinion because you've got not a fucking yeah. arse's hint of a whisper as to what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got, there's no like prior inclination as to what Necron is or like that it was even going to exist or going to be a problem mm. Mm. Um, whereas at least in at least in 7 they introduced both Sephiroth and Genova pretty early on like before the end of disc 1 and those are pretty much the two main things that you do fight um, and in 6 you've got Kefka and it is always Kefka it's just when he becomes god Kefka it's, he's just bigger and more thingy no, I get you man I, more, I, I'm, more wingy like the thing like it, it's more of a, and in 10 it's kind of excused because it's more of a victory lap and you kind of know about Yu Yevon beforehand. But in yeah, 10, yeah. they sort of flip the script and you fight Seymour for a 700th time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I can't wait to get to 10 and bitch about that shit. <laughs> uh, I might have to do something cheeky real quick. Uh, you want me to mute and turn to top card? No, I need to uh, do the thing right real quick with this. Ah, he I've needs to charge it. his phone because his phone's dying, guys. Yeah, it's on like <laughs> something percent. Uh, enjoy my hand. <laughs> 
that uh, is that charging? Yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Adel's got Runoa sticking out of the, out of her top half, and it keeps using her as a battery. And uh, when you do actually beat her, she passes on her witch powers to Renoa. Ah. Because yeah, apparently if a witch doesn't pass on their power- powers, they can't die or something. I don't know. That seems like a right. loophole. Yeah, but they do still have to die, so they basically get stuck dying. That's weird. Um, but they can't, you know, act while they're uh, while this is happening. So yeah, uh, she was Laguna's main villain in the past arc, mm. but uh, he wins off screen. <laughs> So off screen that Adele is such a fucking blow from out of left field when you first meet yeah. them. Yeah, she's a giant space flea from nowhere. Uh, Ultimicia, we've mentioned her once or twice in passing. She wants to get revenge for witch persecution throughout history, except that by the time she's starting to enact this plan, she has controlled every single witch throughout history, and all the crimes that they're being blamed for and persecuted for are ones that she committed, thanks to a good old stable time loop. And I didn't realise this when I was first playing, so thank you for my older and more experienced goggles for being able to read into this. Like, this is the only good bit of writing <laughs> with Ultimecia. Jesus, like, FF8, a lot of things are good about FF8, but fuck if you peel believe the service for even a minute. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh no. Um, she wants to compress time. She freezes time and existence, compresses all history and all future to a motionless point to escape her fated retribution at the hands of the legendary seed. And she has a bitch in castle, which has Omega the Omega weapon in it. And the Omega weapon's a bitch. <laughs> a bitch yeah, in it's easy it. to deal with? Oh right, a bitch in it's oh, difficult. I, ne- I never beat it. Well, it was the oh, I'm sorry. It was like even more even more of a super boss than the Emerald and Ruby weapon in seven. Well here's the thing. Um I played I've beaten FF eight three times. Yeah. But all three times it was just me dicking about. Sure. I never did decide super secret hard bosses. I didn't know Omega Weapon was in this game, although you could probably assume weapons exist in the game. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you can get the uh, you can get the ultimate weapon by there's a lab that you can go to and one time it asks you a question, you got like a yes or no answer. And if you scroll past yes or no, there's a third answer which gets you to fight the uh gets fu- gets you to fight the ultimate weapon. Okay, man. Fucking idiot, stop doing that. I keep hitting my laptop so I've got it closer for the camera. Um <laughs> Um, if you ever hear a FUD and I haven't edited it out in the audio version guys it's because I'm moving my arm and I'm knocking my fucking laptop (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah um, I feel like Playstation 1 era and they did it in the PS2 as well but PS1, PS2 they used to do this kind of bullshit with their Final Fantasies and that was here's this one super obscure thing that you are not gonna know and you have to buy the guide bit yeah buy the fucking guide Mm. and then fucking by the time FF9 probably 10 more realistically for most people to have access to the internet proper um guides got slew by game facts yeah yeah but yeah they had the guide for 10 but like i think uh 12 was the last one that really needed a guide because of the whole thing of don't open this chest right at the beginning of the game or you'll fuck up and you'll never be able to get the cool weapon haha there was three chests right at the beginning of the game you can uh, open and then there was a fourth that was a random chest in the middle of a four by four block of chests yeah and you weren't allowed to open them once you've got the thing you can go back and do them i think but but here's the thing the thing that those chests contain is like 12 gil not of rust yeah yeah uh, fucking bollocks mate <laughs> yeah it's just an absolute bollock kick from the from the devs just to throw that in and make it something that you need to buy a guide for yeah um zodiac age got rid of that thankfully yeah <laughs> but yeah um here's the thing you didn't need the ultimate weapon in 12 to make your party op because you could learn every skill equip every weapon yeah yeah and it was only one thing it was like the spear was it the zodiac spear or something yeah, so yeah. if you didn't use spears you couldn't you weren't even going to get a benefit from it yeah except you can use spears on anyone 
anyone so in theory you can make anyone bullshit yeah but you, you only get one of it so mm. um, but yeah I actually bought the guide for FF10 too sure I, don't, I, I wish I still owned it because it had a lot of it, it was just a cool book mm. Mm. old timey guides physical ones were really well presented yeah yeah I even had one for um, does anyone remember the game Oni I do vaguely recall I don't remember the gameplay or anything about it but I remember a series being called Oni yeah it was this like purple haired special forces tactical lady that is not what who... I thought it was so go ahead and explain this shit for us <laughs> okay she was a special forces lady who had martial arts and her martial arts were probably better than most of the guns she could use <laughs> and she went through the game learning more martial art eventually getting betrayed by the guys who were her um mentors syndicate oh yeah her, her the syndicate that she worked for whatever it was the the tactical security force or whatever it was um but also fighting against the other villains that she was fighting against the whole time so she was basically fighting a war on two fronts as a ronin at that point and the final choice is before the, the last level is whether or not to shoot the boss of the uh, security firm you can shoot him and have your revenge or you can just walk out disgusted with him and if you walk out then he shows up for the final fight and is on your side and it's, it's really cute but if you don't then you've got a even bigger final boss to fight so annoying i suppose yeah i think it was one of these where they, they tried to make um something anime flavored in the west oh that's always a mistake i think it was made by bungie actually mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, th- I think it was made by bungie i think it was like the last thing they did before halo <laughs> Well, it wouldn't have been Bungie then, would it? Um, I think this was before they were basically a Microsoft first party. Well, this is what I'm saying, though, because the team that made Halo split in two and Bungie's the one that fucked off and became their own independent team, whereas the other team became Halo team, didn't they? Yeah, the 343 Industries. But I'm saying that, that before they weren't both Bungie before, were they? Or were they? I mean, there was one company that were, I think they were actually predominantly for Apple. They made games for Apple for a long time. This is a real tangent. <laughs> but yeah, I had the strategy guide for that because it was like two quid at games. Game station. <laughs> Did you actually play the game? Yeah, I had oh, the game. Okay. I had it on PC. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the amount of game guides I used to own, I didn't even look at for the guides. I just looked at because they were pretty. Yeah. Man, I, I, <laughs> I, oh, I wish I still had that FF10 Part 2 guide because that was... because. Oh, here's the fun part about uh, the good thing they include with RPG guides. They have an entire bestiary. Yeah. The stats of every single creature in the game. But they fucking... And where to find them. Where to find them. And they present it so beautifully as well because you got it's like having a beastry in game you had the picture you had the stats you had the week basically if you cast scan on a monster you'd get that similar screen but it would take up like a 16th of a page and you'd have 16 per page it looked beautiful yeah and it shows you like the exact area on the map and like you get these eight monsters here yeah and uh like cactuar island <laughs> cactuar island can suck a fucking dick <laughs> Yeah, I think you have to get, you have to kill the giant cactuar, and he shrinks to a normal cactuar and becomes a summon. <laughs> like you don't even get a you don't even get a giant cactuar summon. He's just a normal one. He does a thousand damage. What game are we talking about now? This is back in eight. Oh, back in eight. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the cactuar island the cactuar island was actually pretty good for leveling up early on. I thought we were talking about FF10 too still because I remember used to go to the desert to dig up uh, machina parts. However, okay, you used to get a random encounter that was a super hard fucking late game boss, but you could encounter him all the way in chapter one. <laughs> yeah, I think Oversouls was after you killed a certain number of any monster, ten. the next one was guaranteed to be an Oversoul. Ten. Oh, regular ten. Okay. You, you you kill ten, you get an Oversoul. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I think it was different for each monster. Well, maybe it was. I, them, I could have I could have sworn it was ten. Oh, well. There was also one of them that didn't appear outside of um, outside of scripted encounters. So the first one that you got at the start of like Act 3 was always going to be an Oversoul, and it was a 
massive beef curtain. Not beef curtain. <laughs> oh, wrong fucking word oh, choice no. and a half. Oh, no. uh. it, it was it was a massive meat gate to um, to overcome, and like it took a lot of grinding to be able to get over that thing. I don't even know what you're referring to. So I think it was some kind of blob or something. I don't know. It, but I, yeah, I don't think uh, you could. If it was a one and done encounter, then it shouldn't have the ability to oversell. Yeah, but it was one of those where you fought it at the beginning, but it wasn't a boss. It was just a normal random encounter. One of the random encounters you would have along this route would be the Oversoul. Your wording's throwing but, me. Yeah, I, I, my memory is also throwing me, so I apologise. But uh, I'm just but, yeah. gonna say you're wrong, and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, as for the plot, did we miss anything massive? Like, they had Renoa doing the train plot where they disconnect the train car where the president is. I hated that puzzle. Their own train. I hated that puzzle. Do you know why I hated that puzzle? Because it was shit. Because it wasn't a fucking puzzle. They told you the answer, and then they said, okay, so what do we do next? And it's like, is this a trick question? Did they tell me the wrong answer? Uh, uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's test- testing your memory of ten minutes ago, or last last time you played the game, if you saved in between. I don't think you can save in between. I think it literally goes straight from the cut. Like, it's part of the same scene. You can't go to a yeah. save point. Yeah, 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 because it is back in the days of save points, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, you, you, um, you fight the president, who's actually a zombie. Oh, was that He's the president? A zombie body uh, right, yeah, he sucks. That fight was piss easy, but as a child, or as a young'un, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and you know how you win? Potions. Chuck a phoenix down. Yeah. Done. Nice. <laughs> you beat a boss in FF9 the exact same way. Yeah, toss a phoenix down, done. <laughs> Actually, I think you need to cast life, because I think phoenix down has a chance of missing in 9. Yeah, fair enough. It's very weird. Was that the Aoife? No, it wasn't the Aoife tree, was it? Yeah, it's the Aoife tree. tree. Aoife tree. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Fight the Aoife tree, and it's, it's a zombie, so you just cast life, boom, win. And you have two people who can cast it at that point, too, so it's definitely a win. <laughs> Yeah, and don't cast fire because this isn't Pokemon, and setting it on fire doesn't uh, doesn't help. <laughs> no. What's well, the old gag of uh, if you're fighting a horde of zombies? What do you do? Well, I set them on fire. Cool, great. Now you're fighting fire fire zombies. <laughs> Who will eventually become skeletons. <laughs> uh... like, like, zombies are like a buy one, get one free of undead. Because if you destroy the zombie, you still got the skeleton that you can just re-raise. I guess. Uh, as for things we've missed, there are a couple of things. First sure. things first. What the fuck are they called? The spiky things that replace Moogles. Oh, Moombas. Moombas. I wanted to call them Goombas, but I'm like, no, that's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a weird thing to encounter in the game. They were really cute, and all they can say is Laguna. It sucked. It, I hated it. I wanted to punt the <laughs> fuckers. Like, I prefer them to Moogles. I think they're cuter. I used to, I wouldn't say we were friends, know someone in secondary school who would go up to people and go, do you like Moogles? And I was like, eh, no. Do you at least like Moombas? It's like, I guess. Alright then. And he'd say it in a really <laughs> threatening tone. Alright huh? then. <laughs> I might... It's like, it's like, Pinkie, like Pinkie Pie going, okie dokie Loki. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the summon list in this game is quite extensive. Yeah, you got some different ones you don't have ramu this time yeah yeah yeah. quetzalcoatl man i was really i was (laughs) i'm embarrassed about how happy i was to see that summon in ff14 yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and can we talk about how some some of the weird ways you get summons there's a really early one you can fucking miss by not drawing it from the boss oh a lot of them you can draw from bosses there's there's more that you draw from bosses than that you don't yeah but here's the thing the first boss more or less what the fuck and it doesn't tell you it's a summon it just has question marks because it's a 
spell you've not got yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, generally, that's the th- that's how you learn that. If there's something that's a question mark, draw it so you know what it is. True, but yeah. Uh, but they don't tell you. Nah. And that's isn't that like Sylph or something or um, Siren? Siren, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. is also an FF14 really early. <laughs> Uh, she's basically not even a, a um, I don't think she's even a primal I think she's just a thing that is in the world well same with Quetzalcoatl it's just it's a boss at yeah, the end of enough. a dungeon yep yep fair enough fair enough um, <laughs> Diablo the oh, fuck Diabolus yeah Diabolus Diabolus oh. Diabolus uh, yes yeah, we did he intercept was... the illegal funeral but it seems to be for a tarantula <laughs> I'll never not giggle at tarantula <laughs> oh it's great man the, the fucking do you know where I learned that from go ahead there was a there's a wrestling podcast some Irish lads uh, and it's called the uh, OSW Reviews Old School Wrestling Reviews sure and uh, there's a wrestler called Tajiri mm. one of his fi- uh, it's kind of a finisher but also just a submission move it's called the ter- uh, the Tarantula, mm. and obviously these guys are Irish, so they know they've, they've seen Robo Gerda, so they just always <laughs> called it the oh, it's the old Tarantula. <laughs> and for the longest time, they didn't explain why they called it that until eventually they just went blah 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 blah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh fucking hell! If you haven't seen Robo Gerda, look that shit up. It is great. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, but yeah, Diabolus. Yeah, you get that from something that Sid gives you, and you just use it in your uh, in your inventory, and you fight the fight the Diabolus. Now here is an example of leveling up helping because Diabolus's main attack is gravity based yeah and it's a percentage of your life total yes however his regular attack that he uses to finish you off is not percentage based but if you've got yeah. if you've got a higher level and therefore more xp you can survive his follow-up attack yeah. <laughs> so it's actually really hard to do this early on. However, when I was a kid, I used to I used to not touch it until level 20 and then I'm like, "Cool, I finally got Diabolus. He's level 9." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did um his level in percentage of damage to the enemy to a max of 9999. Damn, didn't know that. So it was like like early mid game, if you leveled him up decently, he was really good. Sure, man, sure. Man, like go on, sorry. Like 20% of the enemy's health early on at level 20. Really good. <laughs> Especially if it's something that's like a proper HP sack, like a boss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of bosses are immune to gravity damage, though. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, they learned that early on in the FF yep. days of, oh, wow, gravity's bullshit. Um, yeah, uh, Headmaster Norg. I don't remember him. He was the thing that looked like a... Um, oh, is he the bull in Balam? Yeah, he's the thing at the bottom of Balam that's like, it's like a bug thing that's like an alien. Yeah. His, his, his name is in all caps. You have to beat um, him in order you... to t- turn Balam into a spaceship. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> And when you beat him, he turns into a cocoon. And when you go back to the cocoon, nothing is there. Like it's hatched and he's gone. Like, that's the fucking scariest thing. I keep, I kept expecting him to show up later in the show. I mean, in the game. Right. See, what you didn't see was him go. I have to go now. My home planet needs me. Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have, you, can, you can go in like a second later as well, and he's gone. Have I? Uh, <laughs> have I told you that's how I plan to quit my job? <laughs> I've, uh, I'm going to print out a picture of uh, Poochie and photogra- uh, fucking tape my face on top of it and just have the speech bubble going, I have to go now, my ho- my home planet needs me, I'm going to stick it on the fridge. <laughs> uh, one of the other ones is, um, that I like is sending a bereavement card to the boss saying, sorry for your loss, and then when you open it, it's me, I'm the one you're losing, bye. <laughs> Yeah, but you you don't you want to be really sure they haven't recently lost someone when you do that move. Yeah. 
Whereas Poochie oh, is always going to be funny. Yeah, Poochie's evergreen. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to post it on the main chiller and the milk chiller. And after on my last day of work, I'm going to resign and I'm going to post those as at least in those two places. Maybe some more if I can get away with it. <laughs> yep, yep. And then proceed to one of your bosses still ringing you up to see if you can cover a shift like a week later. Ah, they don't do that to me no more. <laughs> they, they, I, I think they learned relatively early on that ringing me up on the day of a, of a work shift is a bad idea because I always say the same thing. Nah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So otherwise you set a really a really bad precedent of, oh, you, we did it before. That's exactly that's exactly it. I've maintained that stance ever since I started working on my most recent job. And that is, if I'm yeah. phoned on the day, I'm saying no, even if I'm free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I'm more than happy to take extra shifts because money's money. But you got to give me more warning than none. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, other things we missed. Uh, oh, yeah, the gone. going to space bit. How long do we spend in space? space? You go to space on the Ragnarok. Um, you go to see Alone on a space station. And that's just before the end of disc three, I think. I have no memory of this. Um, and when you meet alone, it's Squall's sister, and she's the one that's actually giving you the ability to see into the past. Like she's got that ability. So wait, and it's not even it's... related to the junctions. Well, kind of. So Ultimicia, while controlling Renoa, sees alone and copies that ability, and that's what she uses to retroactively be able to do the the past stuff, which is bollocks. But you know, at least they kind of try to explain it that way. Order of the day with her. For- fate explaining stuff uh. yeah yeah <laughs> if, if if you have to look it up on a wiki that someone else has written a fucking novel about then it's not very well explained in game <laughs> i feel like ff8 fans are more rabid than the ff7 fans yeah <laughs> yeah like again it was my first proper rpg because you know pokemon isn't really a proper rpg <laughs> so it's got some special place in my heart but i don't have the rose tinted spectacles enough to just write off every one of its foibles and make it the perfect example of everything. I mean, I distinctly remember enjoying the ever-loving fuck out of FF8 when I played it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. But retroactively looking at it, all I can think is, it wasn't the best. It was good, yeah. but it wasn't the best. <laughs> oh yeah, they re-released it, didn't they, recently as a HD remaster, which they had to reverse engineer because they lost the source code. Better than that. Better than that. They lost the source code in the worst way possible because FF8 was technically somewhat financed, not financed, but produced by Sony. So okay. the background FMVs for most of the game belonged to Sony so they had them in their right. archive and Sony's the one who lost them allegedly Okay. so it wasn't even Square fucking up um, however they also didn't have a lot of the older games like um, FF1, 2, 3 uh, maybe even 4 because back in those days you didn't keep backups of old things well, even even western companies weren't good at it because the same can be said for Crash 1, 2 and 3 when they remade those they had to remake them from scratch yeah well even then there's like there's a lot of lost media in even in like the BBC from things that nobody thought to archive this. Like, the BBC is one of the best ones for keeping archives, but outside of the BBC, there's, like, a sliding scale of, we didn't even care enough about this one show to have any form of archive of it. Whereas on the BBC, they're pretty good, but they still don't have everything. Like, there's entire episodes of Doctor Who, for instance, that are just completely lost forever. Unless someone's got a tape recording of it. I can guarantee you, because this country's full of them, there's a bunch of people who have, like, sheds full of just shit they recorded all day, every day. Because they didn't know streaming was going to exist. Yeah, I think there's a lady who's got like an entire like storage locker full of VHS tapes that she's just recorded from the telly. And, and, and God bless her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's performing like one of the world's most um, comprehensive archiving efforts of lost media just because she happened to be watching that thing at that time. Hey man, fucking fair fucks. Fair fucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Oh, geez. So, do you remember the heartbreaking... Thumbs up to that lady. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but like, uh, do you remember that rather heart wrenching story of um, there's a dude in the states who wanted to make a and he's, he's it's kind of fucking stupid anyway because it's all more or less archived digitally online. We know that Vim's yeah. lair exists, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck. Uh, he wanted a to archive every single I think it was N64 cartridge. Okay. And put it on a digital archive. And again, kind of pointless. Vim's exists and it has a pretty comprehensive. Most of them. Yeah. Eh. It's got most of them. Yeah. And he, he did this and he got people from all over the world to send him copies of cartridges so he could make a fresh copy of a hard copy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These packages were insured for not millions, but thousands. Yeah. Only about two got to him. Oh boy. And uh, the guy straight up said, okay, this is this is what it is. Someone at the fucking airport or the post office saw how much it was insured for and just went, oh, I'm having that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is not even what it's worth. It's what it would cost to replace. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the, and again, the, the dude who was trying to archive all this didn't need to. It exists. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a tangent, I admit. But, you know. <laughs> Man, poor people who lost their games, though, because those, those, some of those aren't, they're not valuable, but they have no doubt have sentimental value. Yeah, they'll have the save files on them. Like, um, when my mate gave me his N64, he gave me it with Zelda, and his only stipulation was don't delete the number one save file. Which is more than fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... it's... I think I traded it for a ham sandwich or something, but yeah. Um, here's the thing right and it's quite a recent memory and you'll probably know what I'm going to say before I say it I nearly yeah. had a fucking mental breakdown when my PS4 broke mm. all of mm. my save data went away apart from one Dark Souls 2 save file yeah which was baffling yeah yeah it turns out <laughs> I apparently when I first booted up Dark Souls 2 on the PS4 I must have had um, cloud saves enabled and then at some point turned them off but I don't know yeah. I don't know why Dark Souls is the only one that got a cloud save nothing else did I did not play Dark Souls no. and and go, oh, fuck cloud saving. <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember doing that anyway, but whatever. Um, yep, yep, yep. The, the, one that, uh, the one that hurt was Monster Hunter. Yeah, it did. That was so many hours uh, of my life. And you did your damnedest to get uh, get back to and succeed and like get past what you were at before. I'll be real with you, it was quite, it was actually nowhere near as long because I'd fought all the monsters so I knew the movesets. But, um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I got that far because <laughs> I was like, I want to play with you guys again and then everyone promptly stopped. Well, yeah. But yeah, I think we're pretty much good to wind down into our final three. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up very quickly. Sure. I did like some of the optional dungeons in FF8 where the only purpose is to get you a new junction. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I really yeah, yeah. had fun with the two brothers. Yeah, the brothers was great. I, I really like that the brothers are now the Earth Elemental Junction Summon. Like, I can't think of any other Earth Summon apart from Titan, and even then I only know Titan from 14. I'm sure he existed before then. but Yeah, Titan existed before then, but the brothers are just so much more iconic. They've got like, personality. 14, yeah, they have personality. Even in 14, I would prefer to fight the brothers than Titan. Well, I, I, we can only hope. Like, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. we haven't had the brothers in FF14 because they're a lot more iconic in my opinion. Fuck's sake, they're the Earth yeah, Summon yeah. in Difafu. Yeah, they're a pair of Minotaurs. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be sick if we... Oh, well, we can't get that. Damn. I was going to say, wouldn't it be cool if it was the fucking uh, eight-man raids? But we can't. We're doing Pandemonium. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there might be a creature in Pandemonium, but that's still kind of meh. Because, like, Alexander and Bahamut, the entire raid is just to get to them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. You're, uh, you're half of the your video streaming has frozen. Yeah, my camera's my camera has uh, decided <laughs> I'm not charging while I'm using it. So I'm I'm frozen on a derpy expression. <laughs> That's okay. It's fine. Lo- it looks like an expression that I would like. I, it looks like a photo when someone has passed away. <laughs> So now Devon is uh, replicating my derpy smile. 
Yeah. I'm just looking um, at the camera. <laughs> hey, man, it works, it works, it works. And it's only going to be for the look that closed down. Speaking of, Rick, you were about to do that before I so rudely interrupted with Brother Talk. Yeah, so we get into our final three of Do you have a favourite moment from Final Fantasy VIII? It's a tough one. It's a real tough one. It's been a long time since I played the damn thing. I will give it to the opening cinematic where we see Squall get his iconic scar. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Cypher already had his, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Squall gets his scar from Cypher and we, the part of the all, well sorry part of the opening cinematic that's also very good is the opening song and it just flows really well with the scene transitions it does and it's, it's probably not a part of the song itself but they do have a gentle breeze going on mm, during mm. it and it matches really well like just everything about that, that opening cinematic is great as you say but like Squall getting his iconic scar fucking awesome the way the blood yeah, yeah, drips yeah. off Cypher's gun blade is so visceral and looks so good for the time yeah and he just sneers doesn't he like yeah I got one up on your dickhead <laughs> I think it might I, I don't know if they ever actually explain how Cypher got his scar but I think it might be implied that it was an earlier training accident possibly with Squall almost certainly with Squall because otherwise why else would they be so at each other's throats all the time yeah I mean they both use gun blades that they're probably the only two people who can spar with one another without fucking actually seriously hurting people yeah, yeah fair enough maybe so maybe so Um, but yeah <laughs> I suppose I should flip it back at you my dude and ask you what your favourite moment is. Fujin talking. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you've got this taciturn person who has only ever spoken in single word shouting. Like, rage, or angry, or sad. <laughs> and I think and... she might actually have more Rule 34 art than Quistis. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I'm not going to look that up to verify. That is just a guess. No, no. Like, Quistis has got the whip, so I think she's a poor one to pick. Uh, probably more than Selfie. Yeah, but Selfie's a child. I know she's 17, but she's a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely acts like one. She's got overalls on. Like, that's what children wear. Like, <laughs> no, no, you can't. Oh, you're right, but no. You put, uh, you put a nappy on under that. Stop it. No, bad. Rick, go to the corner and think about what you've done. <laughs> she's just female Chucky. Stop it. <laughs> Ask your next question and let's yeah. be done with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next one is, do you have a weakest link? We're both going to say the same thing. Let's not beat around the bush. Junction system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the junction so system, but fuck is it poor. Yeah, like we say, it's a, it's, it, it's a cool idea, poorly executed and not playtested with human beings. Oh. Like, it would be one of those where you'd probably do better if you actually had MP and drawing up to 100 just gets that to 100% power and then you just use MP for the same thing. Mm. Yeah, I get you, man. But, you know. Oh, can we just talk about one thing we did actually gloss over? Sure, 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 sure. Absolutely. I do like how the summon system works when you summon someone in combat and you've got the summons HP takes your place and you've got another ATV yeah. bar to, to burn down. Yeah, and you can boost it with square or something. I, t- I don't remember that, but I, again, I also didn't yeah. know you could press R1 for two whole entire playthroughs, so... <laughs> yeah, one of the ability boosts, one of the abilities you can get for a, for pretty much any summon is to, uh, to boost it and it starts at like 70% power. But the more you smash square, you get to 100, then over 100. Damn. All the way up to 255%, which is, you basically automatically hit it if you summon Eden, because it takes like six weeks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that might also and, be uh, partly because of the laziness on my part. I might have uh, I might have seen the uh, description of the effect being that, and I'm like, I'll just take the base 100 damage and not bother having the hammer stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. hammering stuff also makes it so you have to replace your controller more quickly. <laughs> 
Dude, the amount of controllers that have been killed because of Stardew is mind-blowing. Oh, boy. Well, you press, oh you press the same button to use every tool. And I press buttons really hard, is what I've learned in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I've ordered two controllers this week. Hopefully they're here in time for Soul Cali. Yeah, the, um, the one that should be here is the good one. And the one that probably won't be here is the shit one. But the shit one is fun because you can... It's got a little flip-up bit where it can hold your phone. Okay. Because it's a it's a generic Android... Uh, a generic Bluetooth controller that you can use for PC or um, phone. Oh, fair enough, I guess. So it turns your phone into an emulation box. I'm getting increasingly tired. We should probably move on. <laughs> I, I've yawned like four times during the wind down. <laughs> Uh, my other weakest link, though, beside the junction system, is that maybe they release it too soon because we saw what they could do on the PlayStation One with FF9. So if they just waited a bit and polished it a bit and play tested it a bit, we could have had FF9 quality for FF8, and then FF9 could have been the first PS2 game. No, that there would have been too much of a delay between games. Square's got to make money. Fair enough. I, I suppose. I suppose. Um, but yeah, we'll get on to the final one. Do you have an MVP? Yoshi P. <laughs> for giving me the warm fuzzies with the two references to FF8. Yeah, the entire fucking Eden raids with all of the FF8 music. The free <laughs> fuzzies I get from his FF8 references. <laughs> the best part about FF8 is when it gets referenced in 14. <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah Yoshi P or whoever's on staff who really likes FF8 and threw it in for a lot of uh, Shadowbringer stuff like fucking <laughs> awesome 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 really made me feel good and yeah, I realise that's cheaty as fuck, but fuck it. <laughs> well, that, that, that's kind of okay, actually, because sometimes the best part of nostalgia is the nostalgia itself. I get you, man. I get you. Um, but yeah, I'll throw it back as I always do. Rick, let's hear it. Let's hear your MVP. It's going to be Mr. Uematsu, the composer, because I will die on the hill of FF8 having the best standalone music. You, you can die on this hill if you wish, but like I've already acknowledged it time and time again. I'm biased as fuck towards 9 and the music is no different. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. I think the music is the thing that I remember the most fondly from FF8 because it's something that can't be limited by the system, the graphics, anything being dated, and a lot of it just had more heart than 7, which was, most of it was bleak, whereas in 8, there's less things that are bleak. There's even, oops, sorry, there's even the fishing hamlet, which is really nice, Fisherman's Horizon. Um, the boss battle is great, Man with a Machine Gun is great, and just over Overall, I think it's got one of the better soundtracks. I mean, racking my brain, I can think of two tracks from FF7 that stand out, whereas FF8, I can think of one. So, eh. Yeah, fair enough. And for FF8, you can think of Man with a Machine Gun. <laughs> I, that's the only song that sticks in my brain. I'm sure there's plenty there, but... Uh, yeah, and then there's the, there's the Extreme, which is another one of the ones that was in... Um, the battle in music. The yeah, the Bungie. battle music was great. Yeah. It was different yeah, than usual FF all music. The, all the battle music. It's like the regular battle music was fine. The boss battle, I think, is one of the best ones and then there's the final boss tunes where you fight griever which is your own ring oh sorry your, yeah your, yeah your own ring <laughs> okay fair enough and you all it only has a name because renoa says oh what's this guy's look this, this little guy's name and you're like oh fuck it um it's a ring it's got a line on it uh, <laughs> dude <laughs> i just then, remembered yeah. in secondary school i had a fucking school lionheart fucking neck chain okay <laughs> i just suddenly remembered that oh i had a jacked one <laughs> That design's well, that not as cool. Has. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a stylized J. <laughs> 
thought it was a weird like triangle symbol. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a J that's in a triangle. I don't remember seeing a J in it, but it's also been a while. So there's, there's only one side of the bottom bit that's attached to the top to make it into like top left J, top right J, and then the curly bit that goes down. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, I'll have to Google it later and hit you with it. <laughs> You're gonna send that to me. I'm gonna be like, why the fuck you sent me this? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for us today. So, if you're watching on YouTube, you have the YouTube comment section. If you're listening to us on an audio platform, you can get in touch by our, our email, which is... Nonsense for you... Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Something horrible in my mouth. UK at gmail.com. Once again, that is UK at gmail.com. Yeah, if you've made it this far, then as always, you are our favourite people. And it's going to be a goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Don't forget to keep yourself safe and keep yourself happy happy guys.